How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going today, Dave? It's going all right. Um, slow weekend wake up, but relaxing. Showered, fed. Well, I guess eaten. I wasn't fed. <laughs> well, you can feed yourself. I have right? a service that comes over, and I just lay mouth agape. Um, <laughs> just grapes on a platter. <laughs> Oh, yeah, on my fainting couch, yes. Uh, yeah. um, how about you? I'm doing you pretty well. The, the weekend lays. Yeah, it feels weird because um, yesterday, as of the time of recording, was Black Friday. And it felt like Black Friday was kind of Saturday. Um, yes. And so, like, the clock's a little bit weird. Uh, but it's nice. I, I, I appreciate it. Um yeah, I, this is the uh, the the morning after where I get to like look over the things that I purchased on Amazon mm-hmm. and be like, huh, <laughs> right? Like I'm not, so I don't I don't drink or do anything like that. Um, but I didn't purchase anything while inebriated. Um, but I do get to look at the prices and be like, that might have been money. <laughs> you were telling me like uh, you picked up some things like on checkout, like you also might be interested in. Uh, and I yeah. get hit by that too, even if sober, if it's that, hey, I need to get these two items and I'm going to do it through Amazon for convenience. Mm-hmm. And then you just find some other stuff like, oh, I could I could use that. I could eat that for exactly. later. It's, it's I'm planning ahead, really. Um, yeah, I'll get caught up in the exact same thing. I know it's like psychology. So I was showing Dave here. I'll, I'll bring it up so you guys can see it too. Um, but it, it's a uh, it's a magnetic cube puzzle thing, basically. It was around twenty bucks, maybe a little bit less, but I think it was around twenty bucks. And it's very cool, but I wouldn't normally just buy it. And it really just plays to that like psychological principle of people are willing to spend more money if they just spent money. Yes, it's like, like the wallet's open, uh-huh. you know, while I'm here, right? And then you then you tighten the purse strings again. You're like, never again. Yes, exactly. No, yeah. We'll begin replenishing the coffers. Well, I think it works both ways, right? So if you're like spending money, you're like, oh, I can also throw in something else. Yeah. But if you get hit with like a large bill, you're like, I'm going to cancel all my subscription services. Uh-huh. Um, and it seems very reactionary in both cases. Yeah. I Maybe it has something to do with, I mean, we're both psychologists. So this is, you know, this means a lot when we say it. Um, but uh I think it has something to do with choosing to spend money versus having the choice taken from you, right? Yes, for sure. If someone was like, hey, you have to buy a NAS, I would be like, okay, I guess I will. But I probably wouldn't have gotten this puzzle cube along with it, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, Whereas if you are willing to go out and spend money on something, then everything else, it's it's because your perspective shifts, right? It's like, oh, I dropped $1,000 on this thing. Couple hundred bucks for this—that's like nothing, right? Yeah, it's like if I go to a convention, I'm planning to spend money, and I mm-hmm. usually will have like a set limit, and then usually you break that limit because you're like, "Oh, I'm out. It's just an occasion. How am I gonna get? You know, how am I gonna remember this if I'm not taking photos? It's with merch." Um, yeah, but if I go to the mechanic and they're like, "We fixed your car," and I'm like, "For free?" How sweet of you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I drop usually like around a grand there. I'm like, well, I don't want to spend anything. Right. I do I'm know. Like, that. I'm in that deficit mode. I'm like, oh, we can't even grab like a, a little little treat on the way home. Mm-hmm. It's like we go home. We have baby carrots and drink water. Maybe have a deep <laughs> breath and uh-huh. think about your, your decisions. Right. Well, you breathe before you enter the apartment. You're using the community air. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I don't want to use my own air. Uh, that would be stupid. <laughs> you got to save that. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the case. I found that like when I'm getting work done on my car or something like that, um, I'll normally spring for their recommendations and things like that, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this comes from. So I don't know anything about cars, right? Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's four wheels, give or take. But like, I don't I can't evaluate point by point whether these are good recommendations. If they're like, hey, your transmission fell out while we were working on your car. I'm like, it seems bad, but does it, will it still work? Right? <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, so instead, I'll take like most of their recommendations, but I'll reserve one as though to say you don't have full power over me yet. 
we replace your windshield wipers? Actually, sir, you may not. And then you notice those streaks. You're like, God damn it. Uh huh. They're just actively carving holes <laughs> through your windshield. <laughs> how how sharp are these blades? Uh huh. No, like a good mechanic should tell you, hey, this is an important thing, or hey, this can wait, but one to just kind of make you aware. Yeah. Um, but it feels like. I think for a lot of people, when you go to a mechanic, especially if you're less versed with car stuff, like myself, it feels like everything is like them trying to squeeze money out of you. Uh-huh. But it, it also could be like, hey, uh, your car's going to fucking explode because <laughs> yes. you've never changed the oil uh-huh. and we got to do this. They just come over with a clipboard and it's like, we're not really sure how to tell you this, but we found a bomb. <laughs> we found a bomb on your car and we're going to, it's a little bit more expensive. We're only charging you labor, but we think you should take that off. <laughs> what if I want a bomb? Ex- what if I want an extra bomb added? Mm-hmm. Right. My car is dub bomb. You'd be a plum with bloms. A second car is hitting the. Mr. President, a second car is hitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think enough time has passed that that format, the second whatever, has hit the towers. You know, whatever. Um, I like that it as a joke format man. of the joke is just hilarious to me. Um, I also like now watch this drive. <laughs> uh huh. Um, there was like, uh, and it, it works for so many things. It's like you see someone going back for pumpkin pie, <laughs> like a second piece of pie has hit the hit the brother or something like that, right? <laughs> It's really good. Ooh, speaking of pie. Yeah. I didn't have any because I did like a, a Wawa Thanksgiving. Sure. But did you get to have any good food in Thanksgiving times? Yeah, we had a, we had a, a modest American single Thanksgiving with the uh, with the in-laws um, and their family, which is, you know, my family. I'm not going to represent it as something it's not. We get along just fine. Um, and they had, they had a pumpkin pie and they had uh, one other type of pie. I can't remember. What type Pecan? it was? I'm not, I'm not sure. It wasn't. It wasn't particularly fancy one. I, it could have just been like apple or something. Um, they don't listen to the podcast. I think so. They won't hold it against me. But I will say, it tasted like generic pie to me. I don't know. It could have been. Yeah, anything. I think it was. Store, I think it was a store bought pumpkin pie, um, which is fine. I don't. I like pumpkin pie, but I don't place it like super high on the pie tier. Um, I will say that we bought one from Sam's Club because you know how they have like for pizzas. The like medium, which is like inedibly small, large, which is like normal. And then like sometimes extra large is actually a pretty big pizza. Yeah. Their pies were like, they were between large and extra large to that pizza size. Like this is a 16 inch or whatever pumpkin pie. It was gigantic. Um, It was like $6 at Sam's Club for that pie. Are you free this weekend? <laughs> Do you need help eating pie? Um, <laughs> I, I was, I was eating a lot of it, and I was like, I'm actually kind of, I'm, I'm kind of sick of pumpkin pie. <laughs> I could understand getting sick if you're having a lot of it, but mm-hmm. pumpkin pie for me is one of those top tier pies. Yeah. What's a what's above and below pumpkin needs... pie for you? I think any type of cobbler or pumpkin roll is like top tier. dessert for me Uh, below that apple pie can be amazing it also can be shit it depends um i'm not a big fan of cherry pie i don't like that lemon meringue shit it's fine i will still eat it but it's not my Mm -hmm. go-to i like very much it's very much this one flavor and it's good and it has like a nice crisp or graham cracker crust something like that so you're not really looking cheesecake is also cheesecake is probably my top tier I feel like just by definition of the the name, I don't know if we can classify it with pies, but (laughs) Um, so you're not really a fan of the meringue or cream uh, types of of pies because like, no, give me it sounds like you're going for substance. Substance. Yeah. Give me something to like chew, not something that's going to like, oh, is foam in my mouth and it disappeared. Oh, like the wind. Like, if you threw the pie at someone's face, you want it to knock them out, not to just be a game show, is basically what you're saying, right? Yes. I want them to be fucking caked, my guy. <laughs> I want to have to, like, dig them out like they're fucking Urkai uh-huh. after I've thrown this pie. <laughs> That's a funny visual. I like that. Um, I agree. As great as it would as great as it would be for content to disagree 100% with you. Like, if I'm seeing the, like, hand-woven crust 
interweaved across like quilt pattern on the pie um anything like that i'm a big fan of rhubarb rhubarb is actually probably my favorite kind of pie um, is it rhubarb alone uh so you can put some other stuff in there but uh i kind of growing up my parents actually had some rhubarb or they would buy some from like a market and then you just like cook it down you add some sugar stuff like that and then just rhubarb pie crust it was delicious so good for anybody who doesn't know rhubarb was an elephant way back in the day um <laughs> i've heard of strawberry rhubarb pie strawberries there was a yeah. a lady down the street for me that was like my first job was mowing her lawn i think mm. her name was may and like she could do it herself she was a very active 80 year old lady mm-hmm. but she's like oh I'll hire like a local kid who's offering Right. Stimulate the whatever economy. cheap amount of money I was charged, probably like five dollars an hour, which is not good, yeah. um, in any standard. But she had some rhubarb uh, grown in her garden, and I think at one point she did make some strawberry rhubarb pie mm-hmm. and like offer me a slice or something. That's I that's feel like very... I definitely got some food from her at some point. That's like incredibly like homely and quaint. This idea. It's oh, like, it, was, oh yeah. it was very wholesome. Back in the old neighborhood, you know, just do some chores, some neighbors, they fed me, stuff like that. It's like that's pretty awesome. No, it was cool. Cause like, I got to go outside for like a couple hours. I'd bring our mower, so I'd push it down like the uh, uh-huh. I'd walk down the hill, bring gas. Um, right. <laughs> it was like all this stuff. Kids from the sandlot nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's pretty good. Not like a job, but you know, salaried, and you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> once, once you come back twenty years later or whatever, you're like, all right, we need to sign a contract this time. <laughs> I think I, I feel I was taken advantage of in my youth. <laughs> this is my Start contract. my own miniature right. union. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Um. But other than that, it was good. You know, standard, standard spread turkey stuffing, cranberry sauce, the uh, traditional American. Uh, thanksgiving dinner um i've heard of people who sometimes go to multiple thanksgiving get-togethers i'm Mm -hmm. i mean i would do it i would say i'm physically capable i've i've strengthened my body to the point where i could eat that much food but i don't know if i would prefer it (laughs) it's kind of indicative when everybody's wearing sweaters this time of year it's like please do not look at my gut from eating Uh the first thanksgiving dinner and then we had a Friendsgiving. And then we also went to my other side of the family's Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tends to add up a little bit. But I like having some leftovers as far as like a leftover sandwich. Because mm-hmm. all the foods you listed, I like. Um, yeah. And I would eat them as leftovers. Usually make it a bowl. Occasionally you can put it in between some bread if you got it. Oh, yeah. Make your own gobbler at home. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't bring a whole lot back. We got some like some dark meat from the turkey, but I'm not a huge fan of that. It 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 could work. It can work, but I'm pretty basic when it comes to turkeys. So that's why we call Jacob white meat. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you call me white meat. <laughs> it's not because of the zero exposure to sunlight. <laughs> oh no, no no! I would never. I would never harp on you for that. That's uh, not your fault. Right. Right. Wait, um, I actually I, I see more sunlight now than I did in the past. It's still insubstantial, but, you know, I have to like rake leaves or mow the lawn or do something like that. So I'm sure there's a slight tonal shift across the summer, at least. What we should do is track Jake's skin tone over the years and see how mm. it changes. And look up <laughs> possible reasons for that. I think. I think if you had a doctor look at it, you're like, this is unhealthy is <laughs> basically the starting point. And then it'll be there for most of most of the timeline. <laughs> I think like, I have just enough Middle Eastern blood that I will tan a little bit before right. going like full sunburn. But my dad is also very central PA white meat. So mm. I definitely got a lot of that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just outed ourselves. Um, up until this point, we've been trying to represent as black, but <laughs> I guess I guess I'm, I'm as black out. as donkey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. Um, any uh, any interesting things happen over the holiday season so far uh, that you wanna you wanna talk about? Um, any fun conversations? 
any 15 caller pileups or anything like that over the break? I'll be honest, it's been pretty uneventful for me. Yeah. I went to Wawa to get a Thanksgiving meal and a energy drink. And I also played a lot of Dota. That's fair. Over my time. And I did speak to my parents. I think I called them or they called me. Mm -hmm. Um, They were getting together some friends. This is nice chat with them, catching up a little bit. Yeah. That's always nice. Beyond that, I. I'm not realizing I need to do things this weekend <laughs> to catch up. Yeah, that's fair. I, I do think that uh, there's a different vibe sometimes to playing games over holidays because I've been there in the past for like Christmas or mm-hmm. like Christmas Eve or something. And you just get on. There's a group of friends who are online. There's a lot of friends who aren't online. And there's immediate solidarity for the people who are online. You all know that you're in this together, right? It's like, hey, we're all kind of at home, ordering DoorDash. Let's game it up, hang out. Mm-hmm. It's a nice time. It's nice. It's like because you normally you can't tell if other people are desperate or not, but you can just imply it there. <laughs> right? No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, I can show you some messages. Definitely some people who are, and I'm yeah. one of them. Uh huh. I crave no, social that's attention. Fair. That's fair. We actually. I would say not specifically over the holiday season, maybe a little bit before, mm-hmm. but we've been checking out Lethal Company a little bit. Yeah, that actually that's the game that I talked with my um, uh, brothers and sisters over on the uh, the other side of the family mm-hmm. um, uh, about. They're like, hey, have you played Lethal Company? <laughs> and I'm just like, literally this week. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been enjoying that? I think it's good. I do. I do think it's uh I know we played together some. I played most of the time. I think that uh, at least one of our friends groups is is played together. Um, so I have like a good amount of time in it. I have a pretty good understanding of most of the mechanics and monsters and things like that. I think I still get surprised by things, obviously, but um, it doesn't seem like it's super, super deep from a gameplay perspective. But yeah, definitely not. That makes it kind of approachable would be my take on it. Yeah, I feel like it's been fun to get in and mess around with maybe you play for like an hour two hours with people mm-hmm. uh, it's great as like a i think it's better earlier versus like if you've been playing for 80 hours type thing yes because you have that fresh i don't know what this is i don't know where to go i don't know what any of these things do and you're right. just dying constantly and then other people don't know that you're dead they're like where's where's jimmy uh-huh jimmy and then they're not responding on the thing they're like i think they're dead but uh-huh. maybe they're next to a dog. Um, yeah, it's just been very janky and cute and fun. Yeah, it's it's so many things like come together to make it a great. I call them like flavor of the month type games, right? Like to a certain extent, Fall Guys was that type of game. Among Us was definitely that type of game, where it was just like here's an indie, and the internet just descends on it like a swarm of locusts. Yep. Um. They kind of lucked out for this one because unlike I think Among Us had dedicated hosting, I'm pretty sure Fall Guys is peer to peer. Not Fall Guys, sorry. Uh, Lethal Company is peer to peer, so they didn't have to worry about scaling their like infrastructure a ton. But it was just like one guy made this game. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently they're like 21. It's pretty good. They're super young. Um, it's honestly pretty good. Um, yeah, once it picks up on Twitch, um, everyone kind of clamors around it, mainly because mm-hmm. it's just getting so much more exposure and visibility. Yeah, um, but I think it's worth it. In the same way, like I didn't know what Valheim was until everyone's like hopping on that train. It's like, oh, this game's actually pretty good. Yeah, I will say Val- Valheim has a lot more substance than this game. This game is there basically for like the I'm going to call them like viral moments, mm-hmm. where uh, there's a whole lot of youtube clips that are just like 15 to 20 seconds long of Do people who think the scream? situation's into control in control yeah <laughs> and then very rapidly that changes right um and certain things that they developed just to get technical for one second certain things the developer did that really amplify that are like um, the doppler effect if someone dies or they fall down like a hole or something like mm-hmm. you'll hear their voice pitch like shift as they're falling down the hole um 
there was a clip I saw where a guy was uh, he had like a, a, a clown horn, I think, or a bike yeah. horn was just hitting it and just like spamming it until he accidentally walked off a ledge. And you just hear it <laughs> through the pitch shift as he drops into this hole. <laughs> and it's just it's just traditional, classic, like dying clown sound. Is yeah, exactly what it was. But stuff like that is just hilarious. So, so many times like catastrophe happens in this game and then you immediately go into death spectating with anyone else who's died and you can just chat freely, like use voice chat freely. And so many times it's death straight into laughter. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, it feels good to succeed in that game and it feels good to fail in that game. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like you said, good and approachable for that thing. Yeah, it's definitely not like a heavy game, though. There's no skill trees. There's no meta progression, anything like that. If you lose your save at the end of the night, unless you were really tryharding, it doesn't matter, right? You're just going to get one good job at the start of the next session or something and get all the gear back that actually matters. So, yeah, there's very low floor to ceiling as far as capability and like progression within the match. And I will say, uh, towards the community, uh, we played one the other day. We were short one of our players, uh, so a pub joined. And boy, howdy, did they have a microphone. They were talking <laughs> almost nonstop. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it was like a, a younger guy. Seems like maybe late teens, early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very helpful, um, but he also was just talking constantly, being like, we should go here and do this. We're like, uh-huh. okay, buddy. Like, we were very mellow in comparison. Like, we're all old. Um, was he the operator was he was he in the ship or was he running around with you did a little bit of everything yeah Uh, a lot of screaming Um, (laughs) very much getting into the spirit of i saw a monster oh no Uh um but yeah like honestly like for a pub experience we're like it could have been a lot worse that person is actually very friendly (laughs) Uh uh-huh oh yeah for sure there's um it's it, it's interesting to talk about like the the pub atmosphere for some of these games. I've been putting a good amount of time into Barrow Trauma recently too. We've been playing that game pretty frequently, and like that game, Rust, uh, other survival type games. If they have this sort of open join public lobby system, um, sometimes mechanics can kind of like play into like how toxic people are going to be in the match um, for rewarding them, punishing them, things like that. And in Barrow Trauma in particular, just to back this up with an example, if you go around wrecking your own ship or like causing the reactor to overheat or do something, you know, that is harmful to the crew, friendly fire, whatever, you get this like invisible negative karma system until the game literally gives you a debuff called Space Herpes, (laughs) (laughs) Um, which like has a bunch of negative side effects and you'll just occasionally drop unconscious and all this stuff just because it's like. It acknowledges that in a world of random, some people are not going to be playing cooperatively, right? So if somebody's griefing, it will hit them with it. Yeah, it'll come back. It'll come back to hit them. And if someone, you know, checks their medicals, like their diagnosis or whatever, and sees they have space herpes, they immediately know the person's been harming the crew a lot and they might get kicked, right? So um, and I think if, like, in the extreme case, if it's just, like, you just joined in and immediately blew up the submarine, <laughs> then I you can set the threshold to just automatically kick people, too. But it, it's nice. I, I think as fun as it is to play with friends, and it's that's the top-tier experience. It always is, right? Um, again, people kicking a cannon in an alleyway could, could be fun yeah. uh, with friends. But, like, the main thing is if I had, like, a good experience like that, I'm never going to see Joe Schmo again. We can't right. reminisce about that thing that happened. Mm-hmm. But if I share these memories with friends, I'd like the next Friendsgiving, like three years down the line, I'd be like, do you remember that one time you just fucking jumped off the cliff? We were like, where's he going? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I like to be able to share those stories of people's fuck ups and successes. Like, oh my God, so crazy when this happened. Mm-hmm. I guess part of the reason I'm still playing Dota is for that is we have so many shared memories in this and we just keep making more and right. it's fun yeah i think I've, I've used this example before but it's very much poker night for the older generation yes. right it's a group of friends coming along it doesn't really matter what happens a given night the point was a companionship mm-hmm. uh, 
some extent. So, um, so you're saying I should instead of have Discord Nitro instead of the virtual girlfriend on Facebook? Yeah, I mean <laughs> priorities. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how fully featured the virtual girlfriend on Facebook is, but <laughs> I just need somebody to respond to my messages. Uh huh. Speaking of Jake, if you could check your inbox, that'd be cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, what I'm does probably... the send feet mean? <laughs> I did check Discord real quick. I wasn't sure if this was a sly like oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're is... going in the direction we don't want or something. I just like to lean into bits. Uh huh. No, that's fair. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a cool game. I don't plan on playing Lethal Company forever, but I think it would be great for like LAN or something like that, right? Grab a couple people, have some fun, lose your mind. Um, I also feel like there's, so, or I'm always thinking about, like, what's the evolution of land, right? Where is this going? Mm -hmm. And something that we haven't explored too much yet is the idea of having some people playing and then others spectating, right? And I think that could be cool. Like, the venue we use, Mm -hmm. which sounds like a very pompous word <laughs> for the actual floor space we get but it is a nice place um, like it has a projector like you could you could wire up some audio and stuff there and like actually have a good uh spectator gallery for people that are going off and doing something it doesn't have to be lethal company i've actually kind of gone beyond that now <laughs> um but i think it'd be fun to to especially as people like not everybody brings computers some people drift True. in and out of conversations like that's just the be... alcohol, I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I say drifting out of conversations, I don't mean like during a dialogue. I mean, Dave was frantically going on it's about something between Israel and Palestine, and then it's kind of like trailed <laughs> off. They just started moving further away. He just closed his eyes for a little bit. Uh huh. But I think it, I think it could be kind of kind of fun to have some events where it's like this is I'm the dedicated spectator gallery. Add to this, sure. Because I like this idea. Mm-hmm. Um. If we're, I mean, we always have like some type of scheduled games and tournaments. Yeah. Um, but if we actually pick something that was a little bit more people inclusive or a little bit more competitive, something in that space, and then we get our friend of the show, uh, Eric, mm-hmm. to do some casting on that. Oh yeah. Well, like in game, but like projecting. Um, maybe we have somebody on cams, but actually like making it an event. Uh huh. And then maybe people can like place bets on teams, like obviously for shits and giggles, right. uh, more like bragging rights. But yeah, that'd be a cool way to get more people involved if they don't want to lug around a computer, which is like myself currently, mm-hmm. or if people who are just like hanging out in the back room type thing. Right. Well, if they make it to the back rooms, they're not coming back. But <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... there, there is no escape. That is that is the one downside to the venue is one of the doors does just lead into the back rooms. But <laughs> um, so there was drunk trying to find somewhere to piss and oh oh why do all of these cubicles look the same? Yeah, um, yeah, I think that'd be really cool. It would really come down to implementation because a lot of good ideas are destroyed by uh, other variables and things that make it less feasible, but. I think it could be fun, you know, especially as like a as a one off thing. Um, It'll just be difficult to find whatever that game is. It's true, yeah, because you want people who are going to be like tryharding to be the actual participants, but you also need something that is a good spectator. Rocket League for everybody else. Rocket League's amazing for it. Yeah. Every time I've watched people play Rocket League on Discord, I'm always wildly entertained mm-hmm. because. They're giggling constantly, going like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. They're actually competent at the game. So it feels fun to, like, cheer them on and see what's going to happen next. Yeah, Rocket League might be the best bet by far. I I think it also has decent spectator support, which can be helpful for a game like this. Because if it's a first-person shooter or something, we talked about this before, it can be difficult to track what's going on from a spectator perspective. Yeah, there's not really, like, a sky cam you can move around as far as I know. Yeah, not for like they they did they added it eventually for like Overwatch, but it's still kind of a pain and the game moves too fast. Rocket League Skycam's perfect, right? You can just zoom around, occasionally go first person perspective or something. We got to pay. We got to get money, Dave. We got to start saving now. <laughs> we got some money for the caster in this case, Eric. Uh, you know, we got to get an observer, bring him on board. 
hire the best Koreans and we can make it happen. I think what's going to happen in two days, I'm going to get a text like, yo, Dave, I like that idea. <laughs> From Eric. He's going to listen to this episode. He's going to hit us up. Uh huh. Almost definitely. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's a fun idea. I don't know how to segue off of that into anything else. Uh, what type of coffee did you have today? Uh, I can't remember the full name of it. It's called Supreme. But it's not Supreme branded, right? It's not <laughs> that Supreme. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, Dave's leading into this. I, I started to have some trouble with my Keurig. So I uh, I did buy an AeroPress. Um, and they have like the plastic, hardened plastic version. And then they also have like a, a poly plastic glass type variant. It feels like glass. That's the one I got. Um, and I freaking love it. Yeah. It does definitely increase the amount of time from winch winch I'd, from winch from where i decide i want coffee to the point that the coffee is available to be drunk but i like the ritual of it i like the the brewing process yeah i i tried it for a little bit i did like it instead of like having to make like a whole pot mm-hmm. and all that craziness um but i became a little bit lazy with it and i've gone back to energy drinks or Oh, look, it's coffee from the store. Yeah. I mean, I still do store coffee. I still do energy drinks. It's definitely a different vibe because like an energy drink has an amount of caffeine that is far and above what a cup of coffee will provide. Yes. <laughs> There's no energy drink ritual where you're like, ah, I put it in the freezer for 15 minutes. I took it out. I put it in a glass. Uh-huh. I did one of the giant ice cubes so it'll melt slower over time and not dilute it too much. Right. You're like, eh. Because that's a dangerous ritual. Just like with magic, if you mess up in one of the steps, there might be like magical blowback or some sort of issue. Um, maybe the demon that you summon is not under your control. In that case, if you put it in the freezer and you forget to come back to it, that is an energy drink in the freezer, <laughs> right? <laughs> there will be an explosion, a magical explosion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do like it. It kind of... It's a little harder to step away for just like two minutes during work and do it. But I actually don't think that's a bad thing because it means like if I step away to take a little bit of a break, it's like, oh, this is I'm stepping away for like five minutes to do this. Right. So it's a nice hard reset on something. Yeah, exactly. You can focus on just like I smell the coffee grounds. Okay, I've measured it out. Oh, there's that hot cup of coffee. And there's something relaxing about it. Probably mm-hmm. more so from the hot beverage standpoint than like the jitteriness of caffeine. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like you I can make big... tea the same way. It's true. Yeah. Do you drink tea? Uh, not as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I feel like my tea drinking always spikes when it's like my throat feels off. And then uh-huh. I drink tea for like two weeks. I buy a whole thing of honey um, and just like whatever flavor of tea bag. Right. Or I'll be like, oh, yeah, tea is good. And then I'll have coffee again. I'm like, yo, tea ain't shit. And then I just never drink tea again until I get sick. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But there's so many good teas. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel coffee. Love coffee. You can do a lot with it. A bunch of different flavor profiles. But they're profiles. Right. Whereas they're all tea coffee. has like completely different flavors entirely and there's different styles of tea between green black oolong Mm -hmm. i think oolong is a type of green tea i'm not familiar i'm not gonna be able to tell you yeah there's like so much so much in it right where if you're like oh i want blueberry and lemon they're like yeah we got you for that yeah it's the eternal struggle between the beans and the leaves that's the coffee versus tea debate what if what if i made bean leaf soup Hmm. Interesting. I guess people put leaves in a lot of food. If you think about it, that's what spices. A lot of spices come from leaves. Yeah. Or roots or branches or whatever, I guess. But how do you feel about the, uh, if you have an almond milk, what is it? Almond milk latte? Like a macchiato or something? A latte, yeah. What you... But basically you're having just like three different types of bean juice. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is funny to think about. Um, I don't know if an almond is a bean. It's a it's a nut, isn't it? I think an almond's a nut. But I get what you're saying, right? These are all the the products off the off the leaf or off the 
the branch or some sort of tree. Yeah. I don't know. I, the loom. <laughs> I, don't know. I find like the older I get, the more I appreciate. I don't want to say like earthy things, but yeah. Hipster I don't want to say natural things. Maybe it is just the, <laughs> I've been to Whole Foods a few too many times and now I, <laughs> now I'm just a hippie. No, I'm there. Is is you just, you know, you haven't gone too far as long as you can still appreciate a good burger. Right. As long as that's true. Oh yeah. You're good. I'm never going to turn down a burger and fries or like a hot dog, maybe depending on the situation, but sometimes mm. it's also exactly what you want. Yeah. Speaking of good burger. No, (laughs) (laughs) they're making two things uh, to apparently there's like a movie or something. Nobody cares, but um, they're also Arby's has a good burger. (laughs) I'm going to send you a link to this. Um, I didn't know Arby's had burgers. I thought they were very much in the roast beef, roast beef. Right. And I think it would be absolutely reasonable for you to continue to believe that. But I saw this, like I, I went to Arby's again for roast beef, like a normal person. And yeah, they have a good burger, a Nickelodeon good burger two meal streaming on Paramount Plus. That's the full name <laughs> of it. You have to say the whole thing if you want to order it. Oh, that is just so much advertising in one thing. I hate it. Uh huh. Also, the picture that Jake sent here has those crinkle cut fries mm. where my mind always goes to like, oh. So they're barely crispy on the outside and they're just, you know, potato mush. Right. Like these are the types of things you like you'd shake out onto a metal tray, put in the oven and they come out meh. The other fun thing here is if you look at this, so it's a, it's a wet, is it Wagyu? Is that the way you say that? Yeah, Wagyu. Wagyu. Yeah. Wagyu burger, but it's a blend. It's 51% American Wagyu and 49% ground beef. <laughs> Which I guess is just so they can have the majority Wagyu. Probably. Because they call it a Wagyu steakhouse burger patty. (laughs) That, like, if you've been to a place and had, like, a Wagyu steak, like, it is an expensive thing because it's, like, a specific cut of meat where it's, like, marbled so fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But then be like, oh, yeah, you can just go get that quality thing at uh, Arby's. I'm like, Uh "Mm, suspicious, doubt, mashes the doubt. (laughs) It's it's, uh, it's 51% Wagyu and 49% soil and green. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I haven't been back in a while though. Because every time I see like these roast beef sandwiches, Mm -hmm. I like like seeing the pile of roast beef. Especially when it comes out hot, like the the bun is steamed just a little bit. Oh my gosh, yeah. Then you hit up some of that dipping sauce. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really do miss it. The beef and cheddar classic is just like that is Arby's to me. That is yes. that is exactly their thing. Um, the other thing is you mentioned the crinkle cut, crinkle cut fries. I think if a place offered like traditional American French fries and then the option of crinkle cut, I would go for crinkle cut. But if they option offered crinkle cut and they offered curly fries, I would pretty much always go for curly fries. Yeah, curly fries are just seasoned better Mm -hmm. i don't know why they don't do that seasoning on everything but it's so much more tasty than just potato i feel like if you're going just potato you go potato wedges but Mm. then you have like a thick ass gravy to go with it to counteract the the bland starchiness of the potato yeah this is this is going beyond fast food into like actual edible good food though at this point that's that's what you're describing yeah it's i don't know i I kind of want to cook at some point this weekend. Like I have a whole bag of potatoes. I'm like I can maybe use some of that for mashed potatoes. Right. Um, practice my hand at that. It's pretty much just potatoes, milk, butter, maybe some garlic and seasonings. But I don't know. I like the, I guess the ritual of cooking. I think that's fair. You actually mentioned something though, when you said mashed potatoes, and I'm going to I'm going to rep one of our friends here who is also a special guest, uh, Demooch. Yeah. On twitch.tv slash Demooch. Last night, he was talking about. Um, so there's the game, the F. Mary Kill game mm-hmm. for uh, for Thanksgiving foods. And the options were, if I remember correctly, he had stuffing, mashed potatoes and turkey. 
<laughs> and he was asking his audience, I guess this is an 18 plus channel on Twitch. I don't know. Uh, asking his audience what their F Mary kill order was for turkey, mashed potatoes and stuffing. What would that be for you? Uh, I knew it was going to come to me, so I had to start thinking about it. Mashed potatoes. I love good mashed potatoes, especially that are like a little bit lumpy. It is amazing. But stuffing, especially like the box mix, mm-hmm. god tier. Um, it also reheats well. It just has so much flavor uh, baked into it. And then turkey... I mean, that's another huge part of Thanksgiving. Right. And mashed potatoes, you could replace with anything. But if you took out stuffing or turkey, I think you're committing um, a mortal sin. Right. So, fuck, fuck stuffing, for okay. sure. Yeah. Um, is it, is I'd this probably good? marry is this the turkey. <laughs> this is this is because of attraction to stuffing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Like I see the box mix, and my eyes light up. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh turkey i could live with forever and then i would just kill mashed potatoes yeah yeah i think i'm i i agree i agree stuffing is top tier um that's gotta be there i think i agree with your list entirely actually uh the problem problem part of the problem i think is the way this is framed is it wasn't mashed potatoes and gravy right yeah because because one of the um, and you you mentioned you got like some uh, a, a gobbler right for for Thanksgiving. One of the things about that's amazing about the gobbler is it's like carbs, and then I guess potatoes are also kind of carbs, and then you know the gravy and the turkey and all of that stuff together. And that's actually still pretty much ideal to what I would do with a plate, <laughs> yes. right? Like I'm going to be taking that gravy, those mashed potatoes, getting it on the turkey, all that stuff. Um. And the turkey is really just the, uh, it's the, uh, the canvas that all of these more interesting foods go on top of to me. So, yeah, I think also like for stuffing, it stands on its own. Whereas turkey, you kind of need gravy. Like I couldn't just have, I mean, I could, but I would want gravy with turkey. I would want gravy with mashed potatoes. And I think they're better for it. Yes. Yeah. Whereas like just gra- eating plain nothing. turkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's never it's never super great. I get that it's a healthier meat if you're having like a sandwich or something like that. But you got to you got to have something else with turkey, right? Like I feel like even if you're just to order a turkey sandwich from like local gas station or whatever, um you got to get like sriracha or something. There has to be some counterbalance that's making it way more interesting than just turkey. Yes. Turkey by itself is not always the best. Mm-hmm. Like when I cook a ground turkey, like it just kind of turns gray. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I wish I had beef. Uh-huh. But a lot right. of that is because beef's a fattier meat. and But with fat carries a lot of flavor. It's true. Mm-hmm. That's what I've told people in my life whenever they're like, hey, you need to be healthier. And I'm like, I will lose character. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, taste me. I'm actually fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doctors don't like to hang around when their their feedback to telling you how you're doing health wise is taste me. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Please, doctor, believe me. Just. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. That is entirely fair. Did I ever tell you there was a one Thanksgiving up at my dad's side of the family? No. Did I ever tell you that I've been to Thanksgiving dinner? (laughs) I don't believe I've heard this one. But um, my uncle and aunt had to work the next day because they didn't have Friday off. Uh, But I was just up visiting. This is probably... I was going to say over the summer. No, it was during Thanksgiving. Um, (laughs) But I was off as well. Or it was around college. Whenever it was. I didn't have any (laughs) obligations. So I was just at their house. And we had all these leftovers in the fridge. I'm like, what if? And then I spent most of the day planning a Thanksgiving tacos dinner. Ah, okay. So I was like taking the turkey, cutting it up fine, putting it in a skillet. Um, I tried doing something with the cranberry. It was actually like diced cranberries. It wasn't like the canned Mm -hmm, kind. As kind of like a, here's your pico de gallo. Gotcha. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I got out tortillas for everybody. And I basically had like, hey, let's eat the leftovers, but in a tortilla for the most uh-huh. part. Um, but I had fun with it. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I, I had my doubts when I was hearing tacos. And it's like, I don't know if a hard shell taco could really make this work. Or tortilla, I could see making it work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I could definitely see it. I also like that. That's very novel, right? I It's not something I've ever experienced. The idea of like going to bring a burrito to the mouth and being like, this is going to be turkey <laughs> and stuffing and gravy or whatever, right? <laughs> um, yeah, it's got to be a little disconcerting. Mm-hmm. But you got to push the boundaries, right? Someone's got to be innovating, uh, keeping food science moving forward. You're a scientist. Yeah, I'm really just trying to further the cause. Mm-hmm. Right. AKA my non suburb brain's like, I like these two foods. How do I slam them together? <laughs> I just had a I just had a thought, you know, like in Bioshock for Rapture, they brought a bunch of people down that were there because they wanted to experiment with ethics and things like that that like were disallowed on the surface. On the surface. So they're like, okay, like no religion, but we're gonna experiment with like biology and sciences and all of this stuff. And I'm just imagining Dave down there. With his ungodly food experiments, he's <laughs> like the surface would never understand. <laughs> Putting pineapple on pizza, uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> people just trying to hold him back, arms and <laughs> both arms grabbed. No, no, <laughs> the pineapple completes it. <laughs> I stand by it. It is fucking delicious. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Do you have any food, food mortal sins that, like, for you, you're like, no, people can't do that. Oh, I mean, definitely. But I don't know if I can think of any of them off the top of my head. Some One, people I use have... cream cheese, yeah, and like sour cream for things I would never do. Like what? Um, like I don't know. I guess I, I have a much more traditional view of those 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 creams and things like that. So I'm like, oh, you know, sour cream is it's good for chili. It's good for tacos, something like that. And then that's it. It's a very vanilla puritanical view. <laughs> so it couldn't be in something else as far as like a meal yeah it's like once you start like people i guess a common one people i've heard people do is like peanut butter and pickles and i'm just like yeah i don't know i don't know i don't i don't like that like i like the brine of pickles love it peanuts Mm -hmm. will kill me so but i also don't want a, a weird texture around my pickle i want the tickle I want the pickle. pickle. (laughs) Maybe I'm projecting. I want the pickle to be crisp. I want to. I want to have a nice crunch with it, and then give me the salt and vinegar, please. Exactly. And that's the issue. If you if you put pickles on anything that's just like a sandwich, a timer begins, right? And it's like the pickles will saturate this whole wheat (laughs) platform you place them on in one minute thirty seconds. You know, consume, right? Yeah, you have to layer it. Because I hate when it soaks in the bread and you have, like, pickle bread. Mm-mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not a fan yeah. of that. For sure. But I'm sure there's other examples. Uh, anything for you where you're like, this is anathema. This is the line I would not cross. One thing that jumps to mind was uh, during college, they had, like, the condiment dispensers. Well, ketchup was a common one for everything. But they right. also had one was like, oh, it's a cheese sauce. Mm-hmm. And I love cheese sauce on fries. I love ketchup on fries. I'm like, oh, surely if I mix these two things together, it won't make me want to throw up. But uh, I tried it once and I was like revolted. And other people (laughs) were trying it at the table. I think a lot of people were like, that's disgusting. One Uh or two people were like, no, it's fine. But for me, you cannot mix cheese sauce and ketchup. Yeah. I mean, cheese and ketchup, that's a known good quantity, but cheese sauce is not cheese. So Very true. That. I could see that. I could definitely see that one, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're also on the East Coast, and there's a bunch of like legacy foods and things here that I don't really understand, like pork rinds. And these are not combinations, so this is just a direct judgment mm-hmm. of someone eating something. Um, but like, if it's like skin... Or I don't even know what rind means or a hoof or something like that. I'm pretty much out. I don't think anybody's eating hoofs, Jake. <laughs> no. <laughs> Outside of like gelatin. Um Yeah. I mean eating glue 
We, I would defend also that. I think that. I think that one that one sanctioned. <laughs> I will say I'm not a fan of like is it pork skins or pig ears? Yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. That I've found to be pretty disgusting. Wasn't really a fan. Mm-hmm. Like I could see the appeal for it of like it's a salty, crunchy thing, but mm-hmm. just was not on board with the taste. It's just like potato chips exist, right? Like yeah. if you wanted a salty, crunchy thing, that's <laughs> potato chips are great. Give me a kettle cooked and like a kettle cooked original. Don't add any extra flavor to it. Just give me the salt. We're done. Yeah, exactly. Bonus points for salt and vinegar, though. I was going to say I was just thinking about vinegar and I, I think on the opposite side, something that I respect deeply that I think others find say they take umbrage against is the usage of vinegar in food. I'm just like, if I want an Italian sandwich or something like that, it can always be improved by a, a dash of vinegar. It has even less time before it sinks into that whole wheat mm-hmm. platform you placed it on or whatever. Um, but it doesn't matter. Vinegar is too good. Just slap it on there. I've back when I used to work with Jake and we go out to lunch uh, to grab like sandwiches and whatnot. He would usually grab like a, a large bag of salt and vinegar chips. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to have some with lunch. I'll take some home. And then in like two days, Jake's like, I got to stop eating salt and vinegar chips. Uh-huh. My mouth is entirely cut off. My tongue uh-huh. hurts. Uh- <laughs> yeah. No, it's. You pay a price. You pay definitely pay a price if you eat a bunch of salt and vinegar chips. Especially like, I don't know if they... So on the West Coast, they had like Tim's Cascade brand was probably one of the more potent brands. Okay. But like on the East Coast, there's a couple that are like... Uh, is it Baltic vinegar? Or malt, malt vinegar. Malt mm-hmm. vinegar. Um, that are like very, very strong. They're just incredibly powerful. And... You can't sit down and eat a bag of these chips. You're going to have a bad time. No, they're good for like you put shake some out on the plate a little bit. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to spice up your sandwich, put like a couple flat chips somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. You get like a nice little added crunch, a nice uh, burst of flavor. I've always liked doing that, but I often forget to do that. Yeah. Like I'm not usually assembling a sandwich. I'm like, where are the chips at? It's kind of like hitting your taste buds with a defibrillator in the middle of whatever your normal meal was. <laughs> They're just like, okay, this is fine. This is fine. Oh, God, what is that? <laughs> um, oh, I thought of one other one that I like that other people may not like. And this is a this is a single ingredient, but I also use it for other things. Cottage cheese. How do you feel about cottage cheese? I haven't had it in so long. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, we used to have cottage cheese mixed with apple butter. Like, you kind of spread that on toast. Interesting. What do you use it in? I honestly don't know. This is actually coming off specifically the chips. Mm -hmm. I actually like to take a portion of salt and vinegar chips and then mix it in with cottage cheese. I just crush it up. And it's just like it diffuses how, like, aggressive the chips are. Um, And then cottage cheese has, like, no calories in it. So like, <laughs> it's literally almost nothing. Really? Yeah. They like if you eat a full container of cottage cheese, it's like 150 calories, like a, a large one. That's insane. Uh, yeah. There's there's like nothing. Now they do. It could be because it's also like the low fat version or whatever. But yeah, cottage cheese has very few calories by comparison. I have no idea why. Um. That's but, just. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was a dairy thing. Therefore, a lot of calories. Yeah, I, I actually don't know what cottage cheese is, but <laughs> um, that that comes from my upbringing. Oh, Jake. My, oh, my Jake. Me neither. Because <laughs> <laughs> my dad really liked it, and he did the same thing. He's just like, oh, yeah, put some chips in there. Just in, like, in my oh, mind, there's like the, in terms of Pokemon, right? There's mm-hmm. like your base of like dairy, a.k.a. milk. And then there's like right. different evolution paths based on like which moonstone or whatever stone you give it Uh and one of them is sour cream right that's true yeah another one's yogurt another one's cheese another one's cottage cheese why does yogurt surprise you it's like it's like well i guess it's not inherently sweet people add sweetener to it (laughs) but it's like this goes in the dessert tree of dairy it can yeah but like they all share like a similar properties to a degree Mm -hmm. but 
They're just so wildly different. Yeah. Also, I love sour cream. Landon, if you're listening, fuck you. Sour cream's <laughs> delicious. It goes great in so many things. Spe- specifically, most like uh, Spanish and Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Can be used in chili as well. Very nice. It goes back to that thing you were describing with like the ground turkey versus having some beef or something like that with some fat in it. It's like that is what cream is. We are just mixing some fat into it. But you know what? It's delicious. Yeah. Don't don't deprive yourself of that. Mm -hmm. Also, I do recommend you try that. Cottage cheese, Mm -hmm. apple butter with apple butter. Interesting. Yeah. That's that's diverting. That's the evolution going to like the dessert type path, a sweet path. Yes, very much so. Um, but I haven't tried that. I might have to consider it. Also, apple butter, best type of butter there is. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. you can't cook with it in the same way. I want to. I want to point that out. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> if you're gonna be, you know, sautéing a chicken or caramelizing onions, don't use apple butter. Mm-hmm. Actually, <laughs> what if? We're sending him to Rapture in real time. You start with butter, right? (laughs) You saute your onions and you caramelize them as you normally would. Then, as you're finishing, maybe cook in a little bit of apple butter with it. Interesting. Because when the onions caramelize, they're going to become sweeter anyway. They're going to cook down as the water evaporates. And because it's very savory, very sweet. A little apple butter in there? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, Dave. I think you're I think you're rapidly approaching some sort of dessert onion. And I think I think they're gonna knock your door down. <laughs> they're they're well, gonna it's take like you have home. caramelized apple, right? Or caramelized onion, you know? That's fair. Where it's just one thin layer of caramel over a full onion. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? You just like because they, they have didn't, like, they didn't they have peel food it dye, right? And like food I don't know if they have food paint, but I know they have food dye. Yeah. So you could like you could dye an onion, like just a white onion, to roughly look like an apple. And if you put caramel over it, you could you could have a caramelized onion on a stick. <laughs> yeah. It would be awful. It would be so bad. <laughs> onions so are like bad. that thing. I think everybody likes onions to a degree. It goes in so many things. Because everyone was like, hey, do you want a bite of an onion? You're like, no, that's not how that uh-huh. goes. It's either cut up in a salad or it's being cooked. Right. Nobody's munching on that. It's pretty intense to just take a bite out of an onion. I would yes, I would say it that. is. It'd be like eating a garlic clove, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People it's definitely do that. Not meant to be. Like I, I consider myself part of this is just because I wanted to be edgy, but like I'll like I'll take a bite out of a lemon. Or like eat the rind or do something like that. Because mm-hmm. it's fine. It's edible. It actually, it, it, I mean, it tastes bitter, but I mean, so does lemon. Um, And it's a, it's a, it's a neat little party trick. You know, you're like, oh, I just ate, I just ate a lemon, whatever. An onion is beyond that. <laughs> it definitely no, it's is. Way, way too pungent. Yeah. For sure. Well. As we approach the end of our time with our our listeners here, I um want to definitely uh, thank people for listening. It's not the end of the year recap, so I can't get too sentimental. We save it for that, but um, it is nice to be able to chat with friends. In fact, I I want to I want to commemorate this episode to our special guests who continually come on. We share none of the wealth that flows into this podcast. Um. Dave said we used to work together. I think that's a little misleading. Obviously, our primary gig is the podcast now. Um, So we still do work together. But uh, it's nice that people come on here just for exposure. (laughs) I think we shouted out one person this year, (laughs) this episode. Yeah, we used to do that a lot more. (laughs) Maybe we should get back to that. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. I don't know what people have going on, but I guess it was always on the table. Um, maybe we should let them know <laughs> that it was always on the table. <laughs> maybe with our post, we can have like a, a friends of the show thing mm-hmm. where we'll just shout somebody out or like a, a static list of people. We're like, hey, they're cool. Go check them out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just a, they can't also be doing a podcast. That's what I think our one rule. That is the one rule, right? Don't There's... stay in your lane, as they say. This is uh-huh. our our only lane. Please, <laughs> please, sir. Uh-huh. It's a bike lane. 
we had a, I, I, I forwarded this to Dave. We talked about it a little bit, but we got a uh, an email into the soapstone inbox. I mean, we always oh, we do. should There's have talked about this through. way earlier. I forgot about it. There's a lot to go through, but you know the um, everyone thinks about birds when it comes to Thanksgiving, chickens primarily, and that's what this email was about. Uh, it was an offer to have someone come in and speak with us about the process of raising chickens. For uh, which type of podcast are we? A video game podcast, I think, officially. Right, but what did the email say? Uh, the the email was for uh, Chickenlandia was the name of it, but it's a it's a YouTube channel about raising chickens. Right, but they were reaching out to us because we're a. Oh, I actually I don't actually remember what the wording was for that. <laughs> because they thought we were a homeschooling podcast. That's what it was. That's correct. Yes, yes, yes. So we're very curious how that got flagged as mm-hmm. such, because while we might have something informational here and there, uh, mainly we talk about video games and bullshit. So, mm, no. <laughs> yeah. The title was Let's Transform Homeschooling with Chickens on Your Podcast. I was like, we cover a lot of things. This will be <laughs> this will be a 90 degree turn for our listeners. <laughs> we also did debate the possibility of like, what if we had this person on what would we talk to them about yes and then i think we kind of both agreed that it would pretty much just be them trying to shill their thing and Uh we really have no overlap and nothing to talk to them about outside of being like so what is chicken landia (laughs) and then Uh just listening yeah it was uh it was a very cordial email i replied clarifying they got back to us and thanked us for the clarification said all the best to you so um, I don't know. It was it was a lot more human to human contact than I expect with these types of messages. So I guess all the best to them. I don't know much about them, but um, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think the dialogue would be very good. I agree with you. <laughs> for maybe for if we had a chicken problems. on. Uh huh. Yeah. We have had some really out there podcasts, but I think that. Or I should say podcast episodes, but that would be that would be a little bit of a bridge too far. A bridge too far would be the title of our next book coming out this December. <laughs> if anybody uh-huh. wants to pick up an early copy, you can click the link below uh, for a ten percent out. Our subscribers and anybody who's uh, with us on Patreon uh, can use the twenty percent link, which we'll be sending out as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. We're I've listened to that. too many podcasts that I'm like, oh, this is rote. Yes, exactly. Right. Maybe someday we'll find some some way to monetize our master, massive listenership. But until then, we'll just have to thank you. Um, so thank you for listening. Hopefully you had a good Thanksgiving um, and found some things to be thankful for and wishing you the best. And we will uh, definitely get around. See you guys in the next one. Um, do you have any final words, Dave, for our listenership? Or did I take all of them? I, I will say, uh, if you're listening to this, Please post food pictures on this episode or send them to me directly if you know me personally. Um, I like seeing food pictures. It makes me want to cook. Uh, makes me jealous of the food you ate. And it's just, I don't know. I like it. I like food. Yeah. Um, so if you want, if you have those food fi- food pics and you want to send them to both of us, you could do so at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Or you could join the discussion on Facebook, which is entirely dedicated to food pictures at this point, at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Gobble, gobble. <laughs>